This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, and I'm here with Reverend Bill Marcioni. And today we're going to talk about 10% better, but he'll explain what that means. Better than 10% better, because we've we've talked about that before, and that brought up further questions. Okay, so better than 10, we go on to 15%? I, the percentage doesn't make any difference. I would, we want to dive into 10% better and what that means and how that relates to our belief system. Works for me. So the, the notion of 10% better is a technique that we have for understanding that I'm having the situation in my life that I'm having, whatever it is that I'm going to be doing a practical prayer for. And it's, again, it's the first of the four questions. Am I happy with the experience of life that I'm having now? And if the answer is yes, then I could just pray for peace of mind. <laughs> or I don't even have to do a prayer at all because I'm already happy with where I am. Pray for continuation. If the answer to that is no, the second question is, what experience do I want to be having instead? So now there's a gap between the experience that I'm having and the experience I want to be having. So the prayer is going to be to move from point A, where I am now, to point B, where I want to be. And that can be huge or it can be small. And at some point, that's, there's going to be the, end, the edge of my belief system. So I'll use the, the, an example of money because it has numbers attached to it. So for example, it's a job. So I want to have a job that pays $75,000 a year. And I don't have that now. I've been having jobs that pay $60,000 a year. And I really want to have that increase happen. If I am clear that I believe that I'm worth $75,000 a year, I can do a prayer to get a job, a wonderful job that pays $75,000 a year. If I were to pray for a job that paid $85,000 a year, I might have a disbelief about that. I might get too many yeah buts. It's, ah, it's way out of range, 60 to 85. I don't know if that can happen. So what we're going to do is we're going to do the prayer to get right to the edge of our belief system, right to the edge of what we believe is possible, which is a $75,000 a year job. And then we're going to add on or 10% better which allows that infinite creative power that creates everything to give us exactly the experience that we're looking for, which is this new and wonderful job that pays us better. But it doesn't have to stop at 75000 It can actually go over. And 10% better is usually within range of somebody's willingness to, to be flexible. Yeah, plus or minus 10%, I can, I can handle that. It's supposed to be there at the top of the hour. If I'm 10 minutes early, 10 minutes late, it'll be okay. More than that, there's going to be a, a conversation uh, or need to be an apology or a note or whatever it happens to be. So the idea of 10% better is that I can 
step all the way to the edge of what I believe is possible and then let the universe, that infinite creative law, add on. Gotcha. Pushing it as far as I can possibly imagine or believe. Yeah, and then allowing a little bit more room. And we sometimes also pray for this or something better because we don't want to box that infinite creative power into our limited thinking. Sometimes we just don't have the imagination for how great it could be. And we're playing it small and we're praying small. And the only limitation in what we're going to experience is what we believe is possible. So as we believe that it's possible for this infinite creative power to maybe give us a little more than we could imagine, that opens up the door for us. Excellent point right there. What we can imagine. So when we're not in the want space, when we're not thinking about want or whatever, if you ask someone what you think about God, you know, God is big and powerful and do everything and anything and you know, the owns the cattle on the thousand hills and everything God is, has his mind. And, you know, all of those things that are really nothing more than cliches when it comes to belief. I mean, you say them, but then when it comes to the prayer and believing them and we have trouble believing them, then it's probably just a cliche, right? So we got to fix what's what we think is possible with God. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I have a shorthand term for something that we say that we don't believe. Oh, yeah? What is it? It's, it's a lie. I was going to say lie, right? <laughs> it's a lie. So let's, I mean, <laughs> let's be clear here. I, I thought you were going to come up with something really nice and spiritual, you know, but yeah. That, apparently that's not my job. <laughs> <laughs> to come up with something nice and spiritual. When you, if, thought, when you first said it, I said, yeah, that's a lot. And if I want to be gentle with that, it can be aspirational. It's something that is not currently true, but that I want to be true. That gives me something to pray about. If I'm just saying it, it's in the book, all the cattle are mine, and I don't believe that the cattle are mine, then what I'm doing is I'm activating that belief, and guess who the cattle belong to? Not me. I'm disqualifying myself and I'm taking myself out of participation in whatever that good is that I'm perceiving because I don't believe it could possibly be mine. And the infinite creative law that creates everything only has one answer and it says yes. And by believing that I don't have it, the law says yes and then I don't have it. And that's the law giving me exactly what I believe I deserve. You nailed it exactly right. I remember many, many years ago, you know, I the everything that God has is mine and on and on and on. But when it was time for me to ask for what I needed, I really actually in my mind visualized that it could not be me. It couldn't be mine. I mean, God has all this stuff and that's true, but it's only for certain people or can't be me. And, and it wasn't always mixed up in, you know, my culture or anything like that. It was simply just, I guess, I didn't think that I was, I qualified or I was worthy of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that came from. You know, like how much do you have to be worth before you can expect a, <laughs> a certain amount from, from God. I remember when I uh, got into corporate America in the early, early eighties and uh, I didn't know anything about salary negotiations or anything. And they, 
give your application and say, what kind of salary are you expecting? And I'm thinking, I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how do you do this? And there weren't any books at that time. And I didn't know anybody who was in corporate America at that time. I was, I just kind of fell into a new world. And so I just said, okay, I'm going to pull a number out of the air. And somebody pulled me aside and said, that's not enough. You should ask for more. And I thought, okay. In fact, it was the person who recommended me and looked at us and said, no, you should ask for more. And I thought, what the heck? So I doubled it to see what that meant. And I got it, right? I got it. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. I can, maybe I am worth a little bit more than I thought. But, you know, it's like that. Exactly. That, that was a failure of imagination. You yeah. couldn't imagine that you were worth twice as much. So you asked for something that you thought would be reasonable because you didn't understand all of the, in that case, the salary that was available. And as soon as you got your thinking straightened out with the help of your, uh, the person who recommended you, you staked your claim and the answer was yes. And that's the same thing that happens spiritually when we're doing our prayer work. If I believe that I'm only worth this much, that I'm only going to get that much. And that's because the universe is giving me everything everything, everything that I believe I deserve. Mm. Yeah. So could, you know, I think I'm getting ready to answer my own question because I later down the line in my career realized that when you don't, not asking for enough could cost you the opportunity. Uh, because if you, if you think you're not worth it, you don't see the value in yourself and you know, you don't fit in, right? Because you, you don't. Oh, if somebody's applying for a job as the CEO of a $20 million company and they ask for $75,000 a year, they're going to be ruled out. No, yeah. our yeah. CEO makes more than that. <laughs> so if and you think that, if you think that's what our CEO is worth, then bye-bye. Yeah. And you don't know the scope of the job if you think that that's all it is. Right. So it, it applies here the same way. And so then I go back to the purpose. You know, I go back to the purpose, right? I got to see if... <laughs> you love the purpose. That's your favorite. Do I have to adjust everything in the purpose and say, now, listen, is this what you really want? And that's what made me think about 10% more. Is this what you really want? Or are you being afraid to ask? You know, are you afraid to ask for what you really want? Because it is possible, you know, Either it's possible or, is it, or it isn't. So if God is in it and God can do it, then it's all possible. So then mm -hmm. why not ask for it? Why not go for it? Right. And the reason to not go completely crazy, oh, well, I could do 75,000 and I can stretch 10%. So maybe I'll just do a prayer for a million. And the universe will say yes to my belief which is that I'm making something up and it's not possible, but I'm going to put it into a prayer anyway, because then I can blame God for when it doesn't happen. This is my belief system. When I am ready to believe not only that I'm worth a million dollars a year, but I'm willing to put in whatever effort, activity, and engagement is going to be required to maintain that level of income, the doors open up. Now, for myself, I, I'm not there. I'm not at a million dollars a year at this particular time. I'm open to it, but I need to have some other things happen in my life to show me uh, which of the things to focus on. What are the things that I want to be engaged in in order to be supported in that manner? Uh, if somebody just dropped off a suitcase full of cash, I'd be okay with that. 
but that's not doing a job that requires, you know, the salary negotiations to a million dollars or seven figures. That's my belief system. I think I get it, but there's there's some things I'd like you to clear up, a little bit fuzziness there. Okay, so you... i tell you what, we're going to take a break first, and then we're going to do that. Okay. You can put practical prayer to work in your life, and Reverend Bill Marcioni can help. He is offering an online class that teaches you to create your own practical prayer in five weekly one-hour sessions. The final hour brings your practical prayer together, anchored in live original music by a notable New Thought musician. Practical prayer is based on the most effective prayers found in religions and spiritual practices all over the world. Use it to deepen ever more fully into the truth of your spiritual nature. It's the core of a transformational spiritual practice that's simple, even if it's not always easy. Reverend Bill is also available for private spiritual counseling prayer sessions. Together, you'll lean into the challenges you've experienced in life and explore the transformation that's possible through practical prayer. He'll uncover old, hidden beliefs and uproot them to make way for the life of your dreams. Everything you need to know is on the website at b-v-light.com. That's b-v-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lartz here with Reverend Bill Marcioni, and we're going to continue this conversation. You were saying you could ask the universe, you could ask spirit for $1 million, but right now you're not there. Could you say that a little bit more? Because people want $1 million. I'm saying $1 million, but you know everybody's talking billions now. But yeah. let's well, so I was talking about a million a year. That was like annual salary. Okay. And it's because I don't have a concept of the value proposition that would have me be offering something that somebody is going to be paying a million dollars a year for. I know that I can. I know that I have that ability. Uh, this podcast is the sort of thing that could easily be on a broadcast someplace with lots of advertising revenue coming in. And we get to be stars. And it's exactly the same work, but enough people have found it to be valuable that that puts a premium on it. Once that starts getting some traction, I get that that's the 10% better. So I'm doing this work and I'm just using this as an example. I don't have a huge expectation that I'm going to be wealthy and retire on mailbox money from this podcast. I'm perfectly okay if it does. So I'm doing the work and in a circumstance where those things start changing, where there are lots and lots of people who are listening and there's lots of results that are coming in and there's a whole bunch of enthusiasm for the work that I'm doing, then I will be able to get a clearer picture of just exactly how I get to engage in the world so that that can come about. And then my prayers get bigger. My intentions, my invitations get bigger and I'm open to more and more of that goodness. Going from where I am now to a million dollars a year is something that's just going to use up a lot of time and resources because the yeah buts kick in way too fast for me on that one. I know that it can happen. I'm not ready for it yet. And that's about knowing myself and where I am in the process and how this can come together. Hmm. That's probably like a whole nother, you know, I like to make a course out of anything. 
<laughs> and I can do it. Um, okay. So then in the, in the prayer for let's stay with a dollar amount, let's stay with the million dollars. It's not just praying for the million dollars. It's knowing, and I like the term you value proposition that goes along with that. And it's almost like saying, am I a, a million dollar product? Or do mm-hmm. I produce a million dollar product? And so before I pray for the million, I got to fine tune the product. I don't necessarily need to fine tune the product. What I get to do is fine tune my consciousness and my belief about the value of the product. Okay. Okay. So actually the product could be worth a million dollars, but you got to believe that it is. And until then, I'm holding back the million dollars. The product can be fabulous, and the million dollars will wait until my understanding of the value proposition of the product gets there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in different terms. A lot of times people come and they, they want to pray to get a job. And they want a job that pays this amount, and they want to be doing this sort of thing, and this is the schedule, this is the geography they want to be in, etc. Based on their education, their background, the things they know how to do. And they look for a job. And when I do the prayer, it's never about them getting a job. It is always about, because their employers don't say, hey, let me give out some jobs. I got jobs to give out today, and I need to find people to give them to. That's not the way it works. What happens is the hiring manager says, we have something that needs to be accomplished. And I need, and they use the term, a human resource. I need a person who can take this responsibility on and execute on what needs to be done so that the company and the product and the work and the customers and everything else can fit together in a way that brings in revenue and supports everybody and lets the company grow. So what we, the prayer that we do is for the person who wants the job to be that resource. These are the gifts and skills and talents and abilities that I have that I'm bringing to the table that I'm offering up. My willingness to take my experience and my education and rent that out on an hourly or an annual basis to support the mission of my, of my employer because I'm on board with us all being successful. And that's what I'm going to do. When we open ourselves up to that possibility, it's no longer looking for a job. It's about fit. It's about what's the organization where my gifts, skills, and talents fit in with the organization's missions and requirements for a human resource. And that makes the salary negotiations really easy because everybody's on the same page. Oh, this is the right person. This is how much they need to get paid. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. You know, while you were talking, I was I was thinking about Neville Goddard, who I like, mm-hmm. who sometimes seems to be totally nuts, but <laughs> <laughs> but I like him. Seeing seeing the finished product in a sense. And myself fitting into the the environment that I want to be in, like I want to be the perfect match. So, seeing myself there kind of lets me know what I have to do to get there. In a way, I mean, I know I'm not doing, I'm not making it happen, but I do have a part in it. I do have mm-hmm. a part in it. So, my part is to work on myself, the product, to fit into the the space that I want to be. In some cases, and it's not always necessary that you figure it out. What you can do using that same technique is to see what the finished product or the, 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 the end state circumstances, what is it that I'm desiring? 
And that's the second question. If I'm not happy with the experience I'm having now, what's the experience I want to be having? And that lets me get an understanding of where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Now, I may not have any idea of what work I have to do on myself or what steps are going to be involved or what resources are available or who to call or which website to go. I might, I might not know any of that. And there is one infinite power that knows everything. That divine mind of God, that infinite intelligence shares itself through all of its creation. So everything that is known in the mind of God is available everywhere. So I don't need to figure it out myself by putting two and two together in my daily life. I can understand what the destination is going to be. I can go into prayer. I can open myself up to new possibilities. I can let go of any disbelief that I have. And then suddenly the phone rings and it's a friend of mine saying, hey, there's this guy who's looking for somebody and I think you'd be a really good fit. The number of prayer work stories of wonderful results that start with, I was just sitting there and then all of a sudden out of the blue, the phone rang and, and of course, unless you've scheduled a call, that's always how the phone rings, but it makes it so dramatic. (laughs) I was just sitting there and then out of the blue, the phone rang and somebody offered me whatever. I see that. Absolutely. I do. But you said there's not always something that we need to do. And so you know, this is Carol, right? This is me. Mm-hmm. And this is a comfort area. This is the comfort zone that I have for myself. I believe that everything that we need to know is out there in the mind of God. Mm-hmm. I and agree it's, with you. it's that means everything is accessible to me, accessible and available to me. I may not have it, but it is available. Mm-hmm. So in when I use the technique that you are teaching for practical prayer, I have learned to take that belief of mine where everything I need to know is available. And I've learned to what I call go out there and get it, Mm -hmm. or if not get it, open myself up so that I receive it or I recognize what's already there in front of me or around me. And when that happens, I need to do something with what just came to mind, you know, or what just came up. Sometimes I need to brush up on something and thank God now we have YouTube. So (laughs) (laughs) if you need something in a hot minute, you can go figure, you know, the the information that you can go get it. And, and, And that's like maybe five minutes before I began to pray. I didn't even know what I didn't didn't know. And it came to me that now I know it, go to YouTube and you get it. That's the this kind of stuff that I believe, you know, I don't want to gloss over that there are things that happen and we participate in it. We got to pay attention if nothing else, you know, Mm -hmm. because I would love to have the phone ring right now today. What is this? August 26th. It would be great if that phone would ring today twice. (laughs) but i and maybe this is the yeah but i don't know you think you have work to do you think that there's some research or some study or some youtube watching that you have to do before the phone rings for whatever it is that is ringing for i'm wondering okay yeah i'm wondering so you know i could be holding my own thing back right by just saying it's probably something i need to do I, i don't know And that is your 10% better. 
maybe you've already got it. Maybe whatever it is that the phone's going to ring for is something that you are so well qualified for that you can't imagine that somebody would be calling looking for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's as, as a possibility. A lot of times the, the prayer that I do, the affirmation part of the prayer, the realization step, is that I am divinely guided to take each next perfect step. Yes. And I love that one because that is exactly the dance that you're talking about. Divine guidance is that infinite mind alerting me, whether it's the still small voice or a billboard that shows up as I come around the corner, telling me what is mine to do, what is next for me. So I, that's the guidance part of it. I'm not just guided in each step. I'm guided to take each step because there's some stuff that's mine to do. And if I just sit there looking at the billboard saying, isn't it cool? The billboard told me I could call this 800 number and the fabulous thing would happen. If I don't call the number, if I don't do my part, if I don't take the step, then what I'm saying is that I don't believe in the process. I'm not willing to do my part. Mm -hmm. So I'm divinely guided to take each next perfect step and allow the unfolding. And then what happens is once we take a step, there's either refinement on the guidance or additional guidance. And then we get to take another step and another step and another step. And that is how we make progress. That is how we unfold into whatever that desired state is that, you know, was in the second question. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is another um, episode, but we'll see. You'll let me know when I put this out there. You're waiting for the next step or the divine guidance, perfectly willing to take it. You got to look for it. You, you know, you have to be alert and here it comes. So you take it and then you take it, but then, you know, there's like, what else? And the, what maybes like, what if, you know, is this really the right step for me to take? Was that the still small voice of God or was that my ego doing an impression? of the still small voice of God. Yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's a very real question because sometimes we sit in meditation, we do the prayer for that divine guidance and we get an idea and it seems like it's a really great idea and we're figuring out how it's going to work together. And later on we find out that, that was just our ego saying, this is how I want it to go. And that voice can sometimes sound like that still small voice of the infinite. So the thing to do, interestingly, with that is resist. So, okay, I've got this brand new half-baked idea that I'm really enthusiastic about. Let me try not doing that for a little while. Let me try continuing the prayer to be open to guidance. Because if it's actually guidance, it'll show up again. And if it's some ego-expressed half-baked idea, your ego will probably change its mind to come up with something different and it'll go away. <laughs> so yeah. a, a little bit of, a little bit of resistance at that particular time when we're, when we're looking for this guidance, if that's spirit calling, the spirit will call back. Yeah. It's infinite. It's got time. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great. Uh, let's see, this is 2021. And so I met you in the summer of 2020. So here's my question. Where were you in like 2015, you know, when I could have used those words you just said? And, and I hope this might be helpful to some people. You know, you want to do, you want to be spirit led and respond to everything you think that you can do. And I would wake up in the morning and I would have a new idea every morning. It's like maybe four or five, which one you want to do. Mm -hmm. And you think that 
it is spirit, you know, saying you could do all that. And so then you, it's not long before you got 10 things on the plate. And for me, I'll speak in our terms, okay? I got 10 things on the plate. I, I wish I only had 10 things on my plate. That but, yeah, morning, no. okay? And they keep okay. adding and adding and adding, okay? <laughs> And you can do them all. You, you can do them all, but you can't do them all at the same time, you know? Right. And which one is yours to do? So I didn't start asking that question until I was, like, completely almost worn the heck out. Which is your everything is not yours to do just because you can. Right. And right. I didn't know practical prayer that would help me figure that out at the time. <laughs> so I went through a, a period of time feeling guilty for not doing everything that I was able to do or that I might have been gifted to do or skilled to do. And, you know, I'm not big at um, in delegating you know, because I'm I'm just like a nerd where that's concerned. I wanted to say something else, but somebody will figure out the right word. <laughs> if you, you know, I expect your 150% on something that I ask. And if you're going to come in at 90, that is not acceptable. So therefore, I'm doing it all myself, which is really crazy. And then I like throw up my hands. Look, I can't do all this stuff. I don't know what to do and blah, blah, blah. Now I'm mad at God because you're not sending enough instructions down here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the pithy saying describing what you're talking about is you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Mm -hmm. And that's where the guidance comes in. Not what is the sum total of everything I'm going to accomplish in my life, but what is mine to do next? What is mine to do now? In 2015, I was already doing this stuff. We had the meetup. We had the website. We had the e-newsletter. It is completely possible that you could have found me in 2015. It's good that you found me when you did. The timing is working out, I think, really well. Letting go of the frustration of how valuable this might have been to have a five-year head start. If you were to take it back to where was I in 1995, it's like I didn't know any of this stuff then. I was not ready. And you were already bristling a little bit at some of the stuff that the traditional religion was giving you, but not ready to make a break yet. So we've been, we've been getting closer and closer and closer for this to have happened. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to second guess the infinite about why or why not. Eventually that will be revealed to us maybe. And the number of times that we almost intersected or perhaps even did, but didn't notice it along the way, which will then come up being rather comical because I found that that's happened in a lot of experiences can tell some anecdotes, but I'm not going to let us take a break. And when we come back, we're going to do a prayer for our perfect work. Oh, that sounds great. It sounds exciting. Actually. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. 
The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Bill Marcioni, and Bill is going to pray for our perfect work. And I said that that was interesting, but you know, that's not the right word. That is exciting. Exciting. I, it is. It's exciting. Like I'm already excited to hear the prayer and my mind just actually went into this afternoon because <laughs> <laughs> it just really flipped right into this afternoon because I'm going to know what my perfect work is because I got a few things laid out and I'm going to know what the perfect thing is. And I'm getting on it this afternoon. So go for it. All right. Here we go. This is our prayer for our perfect work. And work is not necessarily the same as our job. And it's not necessarily tied into our finances and our experience of prosperity. It is completely possible for us to have our work be the way that we express ourselves creatively in the world and to have our job be something different. In a lot of cases, what we want to do is get those in alignment. But the work, and especially for people who are supporting a lifestyle by doing what they're doing during the day, it is completely possible for our work to support us completely. Whether that's financially, or emotionally, or spiritually, or in our relationships, whatever it happens to be. So the prayer in our perfect work is to acknowledge and understand that we have these skills, these talents, these gifts, these unique attributes that make us who we are. And everybody has a different combination. Everybody is perfect in their own specific and unique way. So the prayer for perfect work is about understanding what those gifts and talents and skills are, and then open ourselves to an opportunity to share those and be supported in sharing those gifts in whatever way is going to be helpful to our lifestyle. And that might be by being able to feed the homeless because that fills and feeds us because we don't have a concern about money for ourselves. Or it might be in having a wonderful opportunity to go to a job where I have fabulous colleagues and a wonderful mission for the company and I'm able to support newness coming into being and I get nicely compensated for that. The service industry, it can be somebody who's waiting tables or even uh, collecting trash. It doesn't need to be a drudge. It can be an opportunity. I can say my job is going around and picking up trash that other people have left lying around. Mm -hmm. Or I can look at that same job and say, my gift is the time and the willingness that I have to do this. I am supported by being able to help keep our neighborhood and our community clean. And I get to spend my days outdoors, which I love. Two different approaches, exactly the same activity. So when we, when we start the prayer, we turn our attention away from the specifics of the circumstances that we're living in and turn our attention to that infinite creative power that creates everything, that one divine mind that knows everything, the one that started by saying, let there be. 
And the creative law responds to that. And there is. The response is yes, and there is. And everything that exists is that one infinite intelligence, that one divine presence, that power, that substance, expressing itself, sharing itself, revealing itself in different ways. Everything that exists everywhere is that divine presence taking particular form. That includes me. It includes each of us. It includes all of our prospective employers. It includes all of our colleagues and everybody who we are going to be engaging with. Everything is that divine presence shared in its own specific way. That's true of everyone who's listening to me right now. And so I know that we are each divinely guided with the awareness of our specific gifts and skills and talents and abilities and willingness and openness. We are each divinely guided in the way that we can share those gifts in a way that brings good and prosperity and harmony and joy and connection and depth and creativity into our lives. That's what's unfolding now. That infinite creative power that creates everything is allowing and enabling and uplifting us to create something new and wonderful by sharing those gifts that we have, by allowing us to connect with an employer or with a client or with an opportunity or with an organization or with whatever it is that's going to be uplifting for everyone involved. And it's not about getting a job to get something from somebody else. Even a high paying job is an opportunity for an organization to get those gifts and skills and resources and talents to make something happen. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. And this is how our perfect work is showing up. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the wonderful way that these stories are coming about. I'm grateful for the experiences of each one who is listening to me now. And I'm grateful for the connections that happen to allow these gifts to be shared and for this light to shine and to allow that divine presence to reveal itself even more richly and fully and wonderfully. And so with gratitude for this good and more, I speak this word of intention and I release it into that creative law that has always said yes and know that it is already saying yes, this good is already underway. The gifts given and received, the circulations underway. And I let it be. And so it is. Amen. And so it is. I'm still excited because my mind went to this afternoon, so there must be some, <laughs> something there. Yeah, well, you, you'll text me when you find out what it is. You know I will. <laughs> the Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. B-The-Light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org 
or the link in the episode description.